Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you're listening to fox sports radio Radio. Radio. what is up ladies and gentlemen it's me jason mcintyre back on Fox Sports Radio after a holiday weekend off. Hope everybody is enjoying the month of June. This is a monster weekend in sports. A lot actually happened this week. <clears throat> Lakers, we will uh, get to that. But I want to start here. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. I really was hoping we would start with the Lakers. They would win game six on Thursday. And, oh, we would just cruise into the weekend. Monster, monster Saturday night planned around the Lakers. Game seven versus the Suns, and it did not come to happen. Anthony Davis, of course, hurt. Six minutes in. And that was that for the Lakers. But we will put a bow in the Lakers season. Uh, got a guest coming by a little later to talk about that. Lots on LeBron. I'm sure the LeBron haters. Remember we opened the phone lines, Ryan, two weeks ago? And the unwashed masses were just coming at me hard for LeBron. So I imagine everybody's going to be doing a victory lap today. That's fine. You guys get in your shots. It's good. It's all good. Listen, LeBron's a big boy. He could take it. I have no stake in this matter. Um... I, you know, LeBron is the greatest of all time, if you ask me. 
Um, but we'll do a lot of that later. I have to start the show because the Clippers-Mavericks series is officially, you know, I thought it was just one of the craziest series I'd ever seen. And I thought the Raptors-Bucks from a couple years ago, where Milwaukee goes up 2-0, and then they lose four straight. You're like, how did this happen? That's, that's just crazy. I thought that was one of the crazier series. But officially, Clippers-Mavs, nobody has won a home game yet. And it's 3-3 heading to Game 7. Now, at the outset, you guys remember I went on Cowherd's show on my daily podcast for iHeart Straight Fire. I picked the Mavs. I picked Luka Doncic. I said he's the, he was the best player on the floor in the series last year. He's the best player on the floor in the series this year. Luka will lead them to victory. And then a funny thing happened in Game 6, you know. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard said... I'll take this game, thank you very much, and went postal in the fourth quarter. By the way, I had a bet on Kawhi over 29.5 points, and it jumped up to over 30.5, and and I said, ooh, everybody's on this. Kawhi, I think, had two or three points in the first quarter. That was it. And it was like, ooh, what the heck is going on here? And Kawhi Leonard, in the words of Luka Doncic, destroyed us. That's what Luka Doncic said afterward. He kind of looked at the question, and he was like, he destroyed us. You know, Kawhi's one of the best players in the NBA. Of course he is. Kawhi had 45 points. Unstoppable. Kawhi was phenomenal. Now, I'm just going to point this out to everybody who wants to spin it forward. Who's going to win Game 7, Jay? I don't understand how anybody could possibly know or have an idea who's going to win Game 7 in the series. But I'm going to say this. If you guys know the largest Clipper fan in L.A., his name is Clipper Daryl. He wears all the Clipper gear all around. He's become like a thing at Clipper games. He made them his team. I had him on my podcast, Straight Fire, at the outset of this series. We made a friendly wager that if the Clippers lose to the Mavs, he would have to stop his shtick and all that stuff and coming at me on social media, trying to fight me, all this nonsense. And he said, well, guess what? If the Mavericks win, you got to admit you were wrong and the Clippers are a good team. And I was like, that's fine. Listen, I've hammered the Clippers on Undisputed several times this year. I've hammered them on Cowherd on FS1. Like, they're not, I don't believe in them. And Clipper Daryl, we made this agreement and he said one interesting thing. As long as they don't have to play too many games in the day, the Clippers should be fine. For whatever reason, they can't play day games. I don't know if it's the early start in L.A. Uh, I don't know if it's Paul George liking to stay out with the Instagram wife, you know, and the for whatever reason, the Clippers really struggle in day games. And did you look at what time game seven is on Sunday? 12.30 Eastern. I'm sorry, 12.30 Pacific start. So 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific. That's a day game for the Clippers. All these Clippers fans online last night are like, oh, it's a day game. We're screwed. Uh, Folks, you know I trust the data. You know, when you believe something firmly and then you see data that says otherwise, you got to pivot or you're just an idiot. I have long said Michael Jordan, greatest player of all time. A couple years ago, the data started to show it's headed LeBron's way. I said, fine. If LeBron wins one more title with the Lakers, he will have gone – Wanting, winning a title with the Heat, winning a title with the Cavs, winning a title with the Lakers. I'm, I'm going to get a, how to, ahead of this and say LeBron's the best of all time. LeBron did that in the bubble. 
I've gone LeBron the best. The data says LeBron is going to be the best when his career is over. He's 36 and he's not done. And he's got like every, almost every statistical uh, head-to-head he beats Michael Jordan in everything. Because he's played 18 years. Durability matters. The data is not available for Clippers in day games. It's just a thing right now. I want somebody listening to find the information for me. What data is there that has all these Clippers fans scared of day games? Give it to me! Because I need to see it, and I'm unable to find it online anywhere. I don't know if it's one of these narrative things that has built, but the Clippers fans are deathly afraid of this. I say, guys, what on earth are the Clippers afraid of? It's, uh, you know, it's Luka Doncic and a bunch of guys. We saw in the fourth quarter the strategy. We're going to let anybody but Luka beat us. Luka was great again, 29, 11, and 8. But in the fourth quarter, the hedges were hard on the, on the, on the pick and roll, and they basically made him give the ball up. And what happened? Tim Hardaway missed a key open three. Dorian Finney-Smith missed a key open three. Maxi Kleber basically went to number two in his pants. Uh, he was awful. I mean, he was brutal. 0 for 4 in 21 minutes, minus 13. The Mavs bench got murdered. Ty Lue, and I'll give Ty Lue credit, and at the risk of pumping up straight fire again, I had on one of his good buddies, Damon Jones, who played with the Cavs, uh, played with LeBron, played against LeBron uh, in Miami. Damon Jones is a good friend of Ty Lue, and, you know, I've been taking some shots at Ty Lue online. Is he that good of a coach? How do we know? I'm just going to say this. Ty Lue, I'll give him credit for riding his stars. Are you ready for this? Kawhi Leonard, 42 minutes. Paul George, 46. Morris, 42. Jackson, 38. Nick Batum, 37. His starting lineup played heavy minutes. They couldn't lose a game. Now they have to quickly, less than 48-hour turnaround. Remember, Kawhi don't like to do back-to-backs. He's played heavy minutes in this series. Paul George, by the way, played the final 36 minutes last night. Didn't come out. If you were watching, you know, like me, nerd, Friday night, you're staying in. Um, Luka did not start the fourth quarter. I'm, I look at the court, I'm like, no Luka, no Porzingis, and we'll get to Porzingis in a sec. And I'm like, what the hell is Rick Carlisle doing? And what happened? Clippers score six straight points, take the lead, and they had to put Luka back in instantly. Like, the Mavs bench, like, you can't not put Porzingis out there. I know he's been pretty bad in the series, and he was awful last night. By the way, you guys know I'm a gambling. I'm the gambling guy at Fox. I ha- they have me doing nightly NBA bets. I'm not doing as well as I did in the bubble, but I had under points, rebounds, and assists for Porzingis last night. And I noticed benched for the first like six minutes of the fourth quarter. He didn't. Porzingis did nothing. He took like six shots. He was bad. But you have to at least. Have, he's a threat. Right? You can get the ball to him. He can do something with it. Draw a foul. Get to the line. You got to have Porzingis out there. And it felt like that's when they lost the game. Now, of course, they ended up tying it up. I think they took a two-point lead. But the momentum swung to the Clippers. And Paul George was at the center of that. Give him credit. But this series is unbelievable. We we will have a former Mavs player in the final hour on to talk about Game 7. I've been saying this all week, guys. Every time you want to trust the Clippers, they let you down. Clippers down 0-2. Ah, they're toast. They win two straight. Okay, Clippers got this. They lose game five. Oh, Clippers are done, man. They win game six. What's the vibe? They're going home, they're going to be fine? Or big spot, 
They're probably tired. I can't trust them. Well, speaking of tired, I've got a number. See, this is why the data is important. It's really helped me get ahead here in the last few years in all my jobs. Trust the numbers. Luka Doncic in the fourth quarter is shooting 8 of 31. He's tired. He's doing everything. I called him the best player in the NBA this week, and I know that's insane because he hasn't won a playoff series yet. Find me a player that makes everyone else around him better right now at this age. You can't. It's not LeBron anymore. We saw with LeBron start to fade. He's 36. Of course he's going to get old. I'm not saying he's done. I'm not saying he's washed. He was like the MVP leader this year before the injury. The injury coupled with the Anthony Davis thing. It wasn't LeBron. He's going to be 37 in December. Like, let's relax. Lucas 22 makes everyone better can score with almost anybody in the NBA. Kevin Durant is incredible. Is he the best scorer in the NBA? Probably. Is Kawhi probably the best two-way talent? I said talent. But Kawhi doesn't necessarily make those around him better. He's not a leader. And people get confused when I say this. Yes, Kawhi is a number one, but he's not a leader. And that's not a knock. There's a reason the Clippers brought in Rajon Rondo, folks. So somebody in the huddle can speak up and be a leader because that's not Kawhi. It's not in his DNA. It's not the end of the world that he doesn't do that. It's just not how he operates. Luka, obvious leader. I have a question about the Nets. Now, the Nets play the Bucks today in a game I'm a little bit confused on because, folks, I kind of like Milwaukee in this series. I know I did not like them against the Heat. Jason, you're flip-flopping like a politician. Get your act together. No, 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 no. When you get new information, you better be ready to make a new assessment. And I saw the Bucks dismember the Miami Heat in the first round. I mean, they took them apart. It was disgusting. Big changes from Budenholzer. I was proud. We bashed Budenholzer the last couple of years, guys, because of playoff chokes. He made adjustments. Now he added Drew Holiday, which is very nice. And Drew Holiday, I know I've called him a one-time All-Star. That is a factual statement. He was outstanding defensively. He was good offensively when they needed him to be. Middleton stepped up. Giannis looks like a different guy offensively because he has to initiate less offense. I think the Bucs can hang with him, and I think they're obviously the better team here defensively. Bucs are first in the league defensively for two straight years. They fell a little bit to, I, th- I believe, eighth this year. But the Nets are nothing great. Defensively. I mean, the Celtics with Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker's out, Jalen Brown's out. They started Romeo Lankford and they were still getting 120 points on the Nets. Like, I think the Bucs can uh, match them in this series. And, folks, I, I don't want to get too excited here, but this Trey Young situation in Atlanta is spicy. Spicy. Trey Young is. Wow, this guy can take a lot of threes and make a lot of shots and score a bunch of points, but. Can he be a leader? Can he maybe uh, make those around him better? And he's definitely done that under Nate McMillan. I mean, Trey Young and the Hawks, I'll tell you right now, I believe they will beat the Sixers if Joel Embiid is not Joel Embiid. And this right meniscus tear ain't good news. I do not feel good about the Sixers. Sorry, Philly fans. I know you love me. Um, if If the meniscus ain't right, Sixers are probably going home. I do want to quickly wrap up the opening segment with this. 
Uh, Ryan told me before the show, uh, Damian Lillard has endorsed Jason Kidd as the guy he wants as the next coach of the Portland Blazers? Somebody sent me a text overnight, and again, I'm just going to read it. Please, I'm not saying this, but someone said this about the Portland Trailblazers candidates. I'm not going to line up the names with this statement, but Jason Kidd's one of them. Chauncey Billups is the other. And uh, I forgot who the other guy was, but um, someone texted me. The Blazers are choosing between a drunk, a domestic violence abuser, and an alleged rapist. Is that really what the situation is in Portland? I I don't know this Chauncey Billups situation. I guess it's starting to bubble up online as he tries to get a job. Um, But, like, Portland fired Stotts yesterday after a great run. And listen, all good things come to an end. That's life. Terry Stotts had an awesome run. He was in the playoffs like eight straight years. He made a run to the conference finals. He got maximum effort out of those guys. It was great. Time for a new coach. Well, what do you have to do? You want to keep Dame. You got to build around him. You got to get a new coach. Uh, big thing changes coming in Portland, apparently. So um, I don't know if Jason Kidd's going to get the job, but it sounds like things are headed that way. And if Damian, what Damian Lillard wants, he's going to get. May not be best for the team, but we'll see. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. It, it's starting to feel like the changing of the guard. In the NBA, right? The Lakers, the defending champs, they're out. The Clippers are on life support in Game 7. Have you looked at the other contenders in the West? I mean, the Brooklyn Nets haven't been in the finals in, what, 15 years? Things are getting crazy in the NBA. Is that good for the sport? We'll talk about that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm sure some of you saw the little story about me in uh, Sports Business Journal about uh, buying into a soccer team. We will talk about that later. I don't think anybody really cares. Uh, it's on my Instagram if you want to check it out. But um, fun times, certainly, in Casa de McIntyre. Um, you know, listen, we're coming out of a, a, a crap year, guys. Uh, COVID seems to be winding down. I just saw some really, really positive things um, in a newsletter about how, you know, COVID's starting to finally go away, vaccinations up, blah, blah, blah. Like, Let's start to live our lives again. Let's start to have some fun. You know, most of the last year was was difficult. Uh, it's time to enjoy life. Um, go get out there. Um, you know, as much as I love the NBA, I got to be honest, LeBron and the Lakers are out now. And it's like, all right. Am I scheduling my Tuesday night around Suns Nuggets? I, Jokic is incredible. By the way, Jokic is probably in that best player in the league discussion. I forgot about him. He's going to win the MVP this year. Yeah, he's really good. He just murdered the Portland Trailblazers last round. I mean, game six, unbelievable. Cost me some money. I really thought Portland would come through. Um, but Jokic is awesome. And um, as much as I like Jokic and uh, DeAndre Ayton should play him well, I think the Suns win that series pretty handily. Uh, the Suns are just way better than Portland. Again, this is, the Suns team is 50 wins this year. Only two teams got to 50 in the condensed season. The Jazz and the Suns. Like, I saw all this bashing of LeBron and, oh, LeBron lost to the Phoenix Suns. Oh, my gosh. Well, settle down. This is a really, really good Suns team. Just because they hadn't been in the playoffs in forever doesn't mean this version this year was not good. Awesome team, man. Devin Booker, or as the young people call him, D-Book, which is a pretty damn cool nickname. I always thought J-Mac was a good nickname. Um, you know, Jason McIntyre. Big Macs were like a thing when I was growing up. The thank you McDonald's, and um, it, I just kind of got called J Mac, which was money. Um, cool, fun nickname. Sounds great. Even guys I barely know now call me that. I was uh, playing soccer because you guys remember two years ago I was in this dad soccer tournament. We won the championship. It was amazing, and. The soccer tournament's coming back, so I got to start playing soccer again. So I go out to play soccer. Uh, Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday night. 
And, you know, I, I, again, I don't have the skills that I used to have. I'm just relying on speed and being in shape, and a lot of other guys are not. And I'm on the field, and this, this young kid, I'm like, dude, how old are you? What are you doing out here? He's like, oh, I'm tw- 20. I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't want to be caught near this guy. He's going to blow by me. And, of course, he's super skilled, and he goes, you look kind of familiar. Where do I know you from? And I just kind of, like, you know, went about playing soccer. didn't say anything. So then later on, I get matched up with him. And I kind of make him, I force him to pass. You know, he's trying to go all these moves and I'm not biting. You know, just in basketball, how Michael Jordan said, you reach, I teach. These young guys with the skills, I don't try to take the ball from them. I just try to corner them in as the rest of the defense gets set. And our guy, my, I force my guy to pass. So he's like, I, you just look so familiar. And again, you know, in soccer, there's a lot of like walking around uh, to catch your breath. And he, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm a, I do TVs and radio. And he's like, oh, Jay Mack. I didn't know this guy at all. Never heard. He just knows me as that. So to get back, D-Book is a really cool sounding nickname. It's also pretty cool that he's dating Kendall Jenner. Um, we know Kendall Jenner. I mean, what is she, the most followed woman on Instagram or something? If she's not number one, she's top five uh, for sure. And, you know, she's going to the games and, and raising his profile. I'm sure Ben Simmons somewhere is not thrilled. Um, that being said, this Suns team is great. Now, when it comes to playoff ratings, we know Steph versus LeBron in the play-in was massive. Huge ratings. Lakers-Suns last Sunday, enormous rating. Are Suns and Nuggets going to do a rating? And I know this is the point where everybody says, Jason, stop. Who cares? Why do I care about the ratings? I shouldn't. I don't. This is stupid. What do you want? The same teams every there, there every year? This is why executives care about the ratings and the players care about the ratings. So the salary cap went up significantly in the last 10 decade, primarily because of TV ratings. The, the audience loved super teams. They loved the Heatles. Whether it was a hate watch or love, they watched the Heatles. Then they watched Stephen Durant. Huge, huge numbers. What do big ratings mean? You can charge more money for commercials, more revenue. More revenue equals salary cap goes up. Salary cap goes up. Every player makes more money. That's how it works. It's pretty basic. So the NBA is getting ready to negotiate a new TV deal. What are they going to see in the bubble ratings, which were not really during normal basketball. You know, basketball ends in June when there's no competition. Usually ratings are good. LeBron versus Curry, awesome. Bubble ratings, not great because the finals were in what, October, November? Like, it's football season. Now, you don't have the Lakers with LeBron. You don't have Steph Curry. And I don't know what's going to happen in the East. Uh, the, you know, the Nets, they, they got to hope for the Nets. Brooklyn, part of the big TV market. I know the Knicks are the big draw there, but nevertheless, league's hoping for the Nets. If ratings are poor, back-to-back years, LeBron easing into his 37 in December, the league is probably going to have to negotiate a lesser TV deal. I'm sure they'll try their hardest not to go down much, and that means the salary cap goes down a little bit, and the players make less, and the players making less equals they're not happy and maybe tougher to build a contender So the league and the players care. That's the only reason you should. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, we're bringing in our first guest of the show. He covers the Bucks, Bucks Nets. You guys heard in the first segment who I like in the series, but do they actually have a chance against the Nets who are favored to win the title? 
That's next, but first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron with what's happening in sports. Good morning, Jason. Whoa, whoa, excuse me. Good morning, J-Mac. Sorry about I that. I like how he listens to the show. Oh. Isaac, good stuff. We start in the NBA, J-Mac, where on Friday night, Kawhi Leonard dropped 45 in the Los Angeles Clippers' 104-97 victory at Dallas. That series tied at three games apiece. Off the court Friday night, the Portland Trailblazers and head coach Terry Stotts mutually agreed to part ways after nine seasons. Blazers star Damian Lillard then told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports on Friday night that Lakers assistant Jason Kidd, quote, is the guy I want, unquote, to succeed Stotts. In the Stanley Cup playoffs on Friday night, the Montreal Canadiens wanted Winnipeg 1-0 to take a two-games-to-none lead. The Vegas Golden Knights scored the tying goals and winning goals at a 45-second span late of the third period for a 3-2 victory over the Colorado Avalanche, but Colorado still leads the series two games to one. Finally, an item out of the National Football League where TMZ reports that Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott is being sued after his Rottweiler allegedly attacked a caretaker at a pet boarding facility called Bliss Pet Spa. Elliot's attorney told TMZ, quote, Mr. Elliot was very surprised to learn of the complaint, particularly given that Bliss Pet Spa indicated at the time of the incident that this was not uncommon and was being handled under standard spa protocol. Mr. Elliot will address this matter accordingly, unquote. Boy, nobody brings it like Isaac. Huh? Good stuff, dude. All right, back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Let's get to our first guest. He covers the Bucks for the Athletic. Eric Name in the building. Eric, what's up, man? Not much. Just uh, getting ready for some some more fun playoff basketball. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I was down on the Bucks heading into this postseason like an idiot. I picked the Heat. Very, very, very bad decision on my part. But I was so impressed with the sweep. I'm now overreacting, Eric. And I, I think I like the Bucks in this series based on some of the matchups. Now, I've looked around the internet. Eric, basically everybody's picking the Nets here, right? Yeah, for the most part, I think when you look at this Nets team, you're just going to see that big three, and it's going to be a struggle to try to figure out, okay, how could the Bucks actually compete with that? How do you kind of deal with that in, in the postseason? And, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to watch, but when you look around kind of the defensive personnel that the Bucks have and, and kind of what they're able to do against the Heat, all of a sudden, I mean, it, you're never going to stop those three. You're never going to stop Duran, Irving, uh, and Harden. But you you look at their matchups and you say, okay, well, you could put Giannis on Durant, yep. and you could put Middleton on Harden, and you could put Holiday mm-hmm. on Irving, and it works pretty well. And then well, you think, well, okay, well, well Eric, you could bring in P.J. Tucker. Uh, but you think Middleton on, on Harden is a good idea? I mean, I don't think anyone on James. <laughs> no, well, well, I would, wouldn't Holiday more likely be the guy to guard Harden because Harden initiates so much offense? But I, yeah, I mean, get, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think it, it's tough, right? Because no matter what, you're going to get to a spot where one of those guys is going to have the favorable matchup, right? So uh, I think you might be right in saying, hey, you know, make it be Kyrie Irving and make Kyrie Irving score 35 uh, every single night. So uh, I think there's a number of different ways that you can try to, like, split this up. But no matter what, you're going to get to a spot where it's probably, like, a little bit awkward. But I can see the idea behind 
okay, make it be Irving that's the one to beat you rather than, than James Harden. Yes. So I have no problems with that idea. That, that's, that would be my strategy, Eric. Um, but I, I do have to ask, we saw a lot of Brooke Lopez in the opening round. That's strictly because of matchups. Is your guess we will see far more P.J. Tucker combined with Giannis in this one to match the, the net small ball? You know, yesterday, Drew Holiday talked a little bit to the media and had said that, you know, they're really going to miss Dante DiVincenzo, but they have a guy like P.J. Tucker that can step into the starting lineup. Mm. That would be quite a change. We have not seen them start P.J. Tucker. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens once we get to tip-off, because if they decide to start that way, then all of a sudden you you go through that game we just played all over again, right? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, P.J. Tucker on Durant, and then, you know, you can go Holiday on Harden, and you can kind of move these things all around. And, and I think that's really where it gets interesting is P.J. Tucker allows for a versatility that they just haven't had in previous years. So I think we will see quite a bit of P.J. Tucker. But the Bucks all year long have kind of talked about just how important Brooke Lopez is to everything that they do, that, you know, everything that they do is built around the idea that they have this seven foot, 280 pound mountain standing at the rim. And if you're going to try to finish, you're going to have to do it over the top of him. You're going to have to find a way to get through that mountain. So I don't think this is a spot where we just see them totally disregard uh, Brooke Lopez, but I do think the nets are better than, man, just about any other team in the league in running enough pick and rolls to get to a spot where the one guy you have concerns about on the floor has to cover Harden or Durant. Mm. And, and in that moment, you've got to think, like, okay, do we really want Brooke Lopez out on the floor? So it, they're going to do everything they can to take advantage of it, but the Bucks all year long have done everything they can to keep Brooke Lopez on the floor just because of so much of what he does defensively. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he's good defensively. I just... Uh, you know, if they put Durant at center in like Bruce Brown in the dunker spot, and then you have Harris, Harden, <laughs> and Kyrie, like I, I just I don't know how he's playable. But the the one guy I, I'm curious about is Bryn Forbes. Okay, uh, has played on some good Spurs teams in the Popovich system. Played out of his mind the final three games against the Heat. How is he defensively? Because I have a feeling he might be matched up a lot with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I think the big thing with Forbes is that. He's really strong, which which is nice when he has to kind of go up the ladder. Like in a moment where, say, he has to cover like Jimmy Butler, that was okay because he was strong enough not to get bullied. But I don't know if his foot speed is going to be quite good enough to really deal with a guy uh, like Kyrie Irving. And, you know, I asked him about it the other day. I, I mean, I pretty much just said to him, I was like, hey, Brent, like everyone in the league knows that you can shoot it, but the question for you has always been, if you can defend, the Nets are going to target you. You know, kind of what do you think of that? And he's like, this is what I want. Like, I, I want to prove that I can do these things, and I want to prove that I can do it in the biggest moments against the best players. So it, it sounds like he really looks, he's looking forward to that, but there is no doubt that the Nets are going to target him every time he is on the floor. I, I would just, I would, you know, again, I'm just speaking here. I would concede whatever Kyrie Irving wants. If he wants to t- attack every time, and take Harden and Durant out of the play, go for it. I think Kyrie can lose you a game. I would rather not have James Harden win it for you. Uh, Eric, let me ask one question. We've seen Budenholzer struggle in the postseason. They went up 2-0 on the Raptors and then lost four straight. Um, They really got, he got coached 
outcoached pretty badly by Spolster last year. Uh, is is Drew Holiday the real reason that he, they look and appear so much different this year? Is that the one big difference? You know, uh, against the Heat, they they did a totally different strategy than they had done last year, where they they were willing to put Giannis on Jimmy Butler, and and I think to me that is one way that we've seen Bud grow as a coach is that last year, no matter what. Giannis was going to be a help defender. He wasn't going to be the guy on the guy. He was going to be on the backside helping. And, you know, I remember during the series, I asked him, he took the ball out of the, of the, of the net six straight times as Jimmy Butler rained down shots on them in one of those games last year. And I asked him, I was like, did you ask to cover him at any point? Like, you, you took the ball out of the basket. That had to be infuriating. And he's like, no, like, why would I ask that? You know what our scheme is. Like, you know that I'm going to be the help defender. And this year it was, hey, you got Jimmy Butler. And when they played the, the Nets the last time that they played this season, hey, you got Kevin Durant. Uh, to me, that's a big moment of growth for Bud, that he's willing to deviate from all of that. But to your point, Drew Holiday makes it a whole lot easier to do all of those things, right? Like, Drew Holiday is so insanely talented that, you know, it's kind of crazy to me that when the Bucks first traded for him, I had people ask me, you know, is he that big of an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe? And, you know, I was losing my mind at the time trying to tell people, yes, yes, he is. He's undeniably a huge upgrade. Uh, but he, it's really played out over the, the length of the season and then again here in the postseason. Drew Holiday is just a monster upgrade for this Bucks team. All right, Eric, I'll get you out of here with this. Um, you know, the DiVincenzo injury is, is kind of a big deal, but Jeff Green uh, you know, uh, Steve Nash used to live in my area before he just went to Brooklyn. And, you know, he's told a bunch of people that his favorite player on the team is Jeff Green. He's a grown-up. He, he knows what to do, goes about his business. He's always reliable. He's going to make that extra pass, the hockey assist. Jeff Green is injured, and we don't know when he's coming back. Do you think the Bucks can take advantage of this? Because it's not like the Nets have a deep bench. Yeah, I mean, going into this series, or I, get, I shouldn't say going into it, imagining it a month ago, I was thinking Jeff Green was the type of guy that could really hurt the Bucks. You know, often in these postseasons, the Bucks have been hurt by guys that, that aren't necessarily the star. Against the Raptors, Fred Van Vliet had a huge series kind of before he broke out into being a star. Uh, you know, last year, Jay Crowder had a huge series for them when they played the Heat. And Jeff Green kind of seemed like that type of guy. He seemed like the type of guy... That, that could really hurt the Bucks just because of all those things you said. He's smart. He knows the gaps to play in. He knows how to get himself open. He can hit threes. He can defend a little bit. So I, I really do think it, it's going to be, uh, you know, one of the things we were talking about at the Athletic was, you know, which injury is bigger? Is it DiVincenzo or Green? They're both supporting characters, but they're both really important in those supporting roles. So, yeah, I, I think the, the Green injury could play a big part and. Obviously, part of that is going to be, you know, can Brook Lopez stay on the floor? If he can, can he hurt them down low? You know, are they able to use their guards a little bit more? Do they have enough size to take advantage of the, the Bucks guys like Forbes off the bench if they want to go small? So I, I do think there is a real opportunity to take advantage with Jeff Green out. All right, he's Eric Name. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore N-E-H-M. He covers the Bucks for The Athletic. I'll be reading your stuff, Eric. Uh, enjoy the series. I will. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, interesting stuff from uh, Eric there. I, I'm, I would be stunned if they put Middleton on Harden. I mean, Middleton, 
You can't have him chasing around Harden. Although, I guess the argument is, well, how much does Harden exactly run? <laughs> well, when he has the ball, he's impossible to guard. I, I want Middleton focused. He might lead them in scoring. Um, in fact, I'm going to have to look at some prop bets shortly on this. I, I have a feeling today's going to be just an offensive orgy. Um, a high-scoring game. Looks like the total's ticking up a bit, but uh, we'll do a little more after that. Uh, coming up next, maybe we'll talk about that soccer team I bought. I don't know. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, Ryan has us a great guest for the next hour. I just want to tease this. I got to plead ignorance. I don't understand these Paul brothers. One of the Paul brothers is fighting Floyd Mayweather this weekend in Miami. Now, you know how I joke about the Morris twins? The Lakers have a Morris twin. The Clippers have a Morris twin. I I joke that, like, I don't know the difference between them. They just, each of the teams has one. Seems like the Clippers have the better Morris twin right now. One of the Paul brothers, some guy named Logan Paul and some guy named Jake Paul, they're brothers. I don't know if they're twins. Ryan says, I, Ryan, what are they again? Twins or or no? No, they're they're just brothers. Logan's the older one. Uh, I, I believe Logan is a, a 25, 26 and Jake is uh, 22, 23. Yeah, so Ryan comes from their age bracket, so he's aware of them. I don't know. Apparently, they were a big deal on YouTube at some point, and now they've decided they're going to be boxers. So they beat up some tomato cans, and now one of them's going fight, to fight Floyd Mayweather. The real story here is, that they are going to make so much freaking money off this because a bunch of idiots who like these guys on YouTube, and I mean by that I mean the Logan Paul and his brother Jake Paul, people are going to like pay to see this fight. I just want to point out, and again, we'll talk to the, our guest next hour, it is an exhibition. An exhibition. Just remember that. There's like, you know, no title on the line. This is just two guys fighting. That's it. That, that's all, okay? The last exhibition I can remember, Ivan Drago, no, <laughs> Ivan Drago versus Apollo Creed ended in disaster. Rocky IV, great movie. I was re- going to introduce my kids to it. Um, still don't think I'm there. They've seen the good scenes, though. Uh, I've shown them on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, real quick story. Uh, not to come off braggy, I just want to clear the air on a, some, something. Yes, uh, you know, we bought into a uh, a soccer team in Mexico. It's been brewing for several months now. Um, the guy who put the deal together used to work at DC United. I got to know him uh, when I was in Pennsylvania. Do you guys remember when Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer decided to join forces recently in Jacksonville? And I said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So the roundabout way, I don't know how much time we have uh, here. How much time do we have? Three minutes. Okay. So um, I was going to the gym in, in Pennsylvania when we moved from Brooklyn. And I see this big white guy playing basketball. And he's just awesome. And I'm like, man, who is this guy? You know, tatted up, dunking threes. So, of course, I play basketball a lot. I finally meet the guy. I found out he's an international basketball player. And he's a good story and, you know, nice guy. He, he is an American but plays internationally. He had like a cup of coffee with the Grizzlies or someone in summer league a couple times. So I said, let me do a story on you for this website that I have called The Big Lead. And he's like, yeah, sure, talk to my agent. So I reach out to his agent, and he's like, whoa, Jason Mackin. I Of course I know you. Oh, my gosh. I read The Big Lead all the time, great media stuff. We got to be friends quickly. We're about the same age. We both like a lot of basketball. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to be going to a D.C. United Philadelphia Union soccer game. Do you want to meet there? I'll get you passes. You can come meet the owner. I'm like, of course. So we meet up, hit it off. 
And, you know, he tells, we keep talking, and he tells me, hey, I'm investing in a, a basketball team in uh, New Zealand, the New Zealand Breakers. Um, it's an opportunity. Would you be interested? Of course. So then I had to go ask my wife, is that cool? Um, and she's like, well, that sounds fun. And we invested, and it went well. And a few years later, you know, during the pandemic, my guy, the agent from this basketball player I'd seen at the gym, comes to me and says, hey, we're looking at investing in a soccer team in Mexico. It's a little bit of a bigger investment than the basketball team. I said, yes, please, thank you for thinking of me. Now, meanwhile, we're, it's not like we didn't talk in the interim. Like, the basketball team from New Zealand came to play the Memphis Grizzlies. I flew to Memphis just to hang out with him and the coach and the other owners. And, you know, you put in the effort and you're friends with these guys. You get to know them. And then when a big deal comes up, do you want to be included? And, like, relationships really matter, guys. It, it, like, significantly. Just don't be a jerk. I was going to say another word, but I forgot. I'm on the radio. I can't say that word. But you know what, I, what the word is. Just don't be that. Like, nobody wants to hang with people who are like that. They don't want to include you in deals. They just don't want to be tight with you. Yeah, they'll be casual friends, but just be friendly to people. Seriously, that is how a lot of life works. Just be cool. Don't be that jerk going on Twitter and yelling, you're an effing idiot. Blah. Oh, I don't hope I could say that. But you're a bleeping idiot. Like, just don't do that. Be cool. Anyways, coming up next hour. We're gonna, <laughs> Sorry about that. We're going to be doing a lot of LeBron's legacy because obviously you guys care about LeBron's legacy. But he's the GOAT, right? We could all agree on that, right? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Our number two here on Fox Sports Radio, it's your boy, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from, I don't know, It's it, what would you call this, I was saying, bleary? Is that overcast? Is that the marine layer setting into the valley here in Sherman Oaks? Uh, enjoy spa-like comfort and save big on your water bill with a Navian tankless water heater. Go tankless with Navian. You can save hundreds on a new Navian tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. First hour flew by. You know, Saturday shows often do. June, by the way, a great, great month historically. Um, you know, the end of the school year, the, the, the beginning of summer, Memorial Day weekend kicks off summer. Um, usually the NBA finals, uh, what else happens in June? Um, it's just, oh, my mom's birthday, you know, shout out to my mom. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, like June just uh, is a great time. It's just, you feel like an extra energy and excitement that you just don't quite have in February and March. You know, it's like, ah, June is here summer. Now this time last year, we had just canceled our impending trip to Italy because of that wretched COVID, we're not going to be going back to uh, to Europe. I mean, not back to, but we will not be rescheduling that for at least another year. Um, but we do have a trip coming up. Very excited. I've still yet to get on a plane since COVID started. By the way, Iowa Sam, Ryan, have either of you been on a flight since COVID began? No, no, I have not. No, me either. Yeah, we're not weirdos. It's just there hasn't really been an opportunity. I will be uh, very soon. Um, but still, still no flights yet. Um, I did go to a Laker game recently. I went to game three, Lakers and Suns. That was the game where it was all like the beginning of the end. 
for the Lakers. Um, now, the only weird part, and again, not that weird, I guess, is you have to wear a mask the whole time. Although it does appear in Dallas, if you're a fan, you have to wear a mask the whole time. At least that's what it looked like to me last night on the telecast. But, uh, you know, a buddy has season tickets, and we were in the vaccinated section, still had to wear a mask. The we- weirder than that, you can't bring food or drink to your seat. It's Staples. And the other part is, oh, well, Jay, are they really monitoring masks? Yeah. Ushers basically will come up and say, hey, could you pull your mask up? Or I actually saw there was a girl in front of us who clearly, as soon as she got to her seat, taking a million selfies, you know, um, starts to pull her mask down and, like, keep it off. And I personally don't care. She was moderately attractive, so I did notice. Um, Was that mean? I would say I'm laughing at me. Um, So... He comes over and he's like, hey, could you wear your mask correctly? Because she had it like under the nose. And I was like, damn, mask police out in Staples. Um, The game was great. But, of course, the Lakers, you know, LeBron dominates. That's the game where LeBron was really owning Jay Crowder. And the whole bench stood up and was like Andre Drummond and all these guys were mimicking LeBron's move. And it was incredible. The arena erupted. That was the beginning of the end. Because in game four, and and, and nobody who watched Lakers' sons after Game 3 said the Suns have a chance at this series. Nobody. The Lakers have won Game 2 on the road. They pretty much owned Game 3 in the second half. Anthony Davis had 34-point games back-to-back. It was like, all right, Lakers got this. It's over. Lakers in five. And then Anthony Davis gets hurt, and it's, I mean, the floodgates open. It was Devin Booker. It was uh, campaign. Cameron Payne. I don't, I don't know why we call him campaign, but... Cameron Payne coming off the bench, just destroying the Lakers. And this is what really hurt. Jay Crowder, the guy LeBron owned and clowned in game three, made six threes in game six. Okay, are you ready for this? Kyle Kuzma was four for 23 on three-pointers in game six. When a role player on the Suns makes more threes in one game than your fourth best player makes in the entire series, it's game over. It's say goodnight. Now, Jay Crowder has proceeded to go on Instagram and just totally troll LeBron. And listen, LeBron has worked him over many times when Crowder was in Boston, when, where else was, Crowder was somewhere else and I remember LeBron got the better of him. I mean, he basically has always dominated this guy and Jay Crowder got the better of him here. Because Anthony Davis got hurt. And that's why all these meatballs yelling, oh, LeBron, he's just, he's not as good as Jordan. This kills his legacy. Like, how? LeBron had played 265, I believe, 265 career playoff games before game six. Losing a game at age 36 without your number two player is by no means a ding on LeBron's legacy. His legacy is set. He is playing with what they call house money. I have a buddy. Well, he's not really a buddy. A guy I used to play pickup basketball with in Pennsylvania. And, you know, like he he likes that I do a lot of sports talk. So, he you know, we text. And all he does is just send me these memes every day practically how Jordan is better than LeBron. And normally I... I don't really have time to respond to texts from, you know, acquaintances. 
about NBA banter, I'll just say, listen, go download Straight Fire. Listen to it. I talk about that crap all the time. Go listen to my radio show. Go read what I write for Fox Sports. Like, stop. I don't need this, dude. And he tried to say, oh, look at these career averages. Jordan beats LeBron and everything. I said, what are you doing? Why are you cherry-picking stats to make your argument look better? LeBron has ownership over Jordan in almost every statistical category for two reasons. Number one, LeBron entered the league out of high school at age 18. And number two, because Michael Jordan quit twice. He quit. He said, I'm done. I'm going to go play baseball. But we all know the reality. If you watch The Last Dance, the reality is Jordan was exhausted. Simply going to three straight finals. Simply getting there and winning them drained him. LeBron went to eight straight finals. Eight. Jordan went to three and then quit. Took a year and a half off, came back. They got smoked by the Orlando Magic in the playoffs. And then they won three more. LeBron has him, when you look, all-encompassing total stats. Durability certainly matters. We just saw how much it mattered to Anthony Davis in the playoffs. Durability matters. Joel Embiid, MVP candidate this year. What happens in the first round of the playoffs? Hurt. We don't know what his status is. Durability matters. Jamal Murray goes down. Nuggets, great run last year. Hell, you could argue the Nuggets would be the best team in the West with Jamal Murray. I would make a strong argument for that. Durability matters. So, yeah, LeBron has more points, more rebounds, more assists, more career playoff points, career playoff assists, career playoff rebounds, everything. Go look at the numbers. And and again, This is why LeBron's legacy cannot be hurt at this point. His legacy is set. He is either the best or the second best player in the history of the sport. There's really no argument against that. Look at LeBron's body of work. It is impeccable. The guy's played 18 seasons. And before the injury this year, he was a leading MVP candidate at age 36. What are we doing, guys? I get it. You don't like him for some reason. It's like Iowa Sam is an Iowa guy. He doesn't like Iowa State. He doesn't like the Cyclones, right? I'm I'm not putting words in your mouth. You don't like the Cyclones, right? I like to see them do well, except against against Iowa. I really do. Seriously? Yeah, I'm a cheerleader for the state. Oh boy. Okay. Bad analogy. Yeah. Bad analogy. Go somewhere else. I thought it was obvious. Like my kids yesterday said. Dad, shouldn't we root for the Clippers so at least one team from Los Angeles can make it? I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. They believe in the Iowa Sam method. I'm a cheerleader for the state. I said, pretty much in every city where there's two sports teams, you kind of have to pick one and root for them. In New York, Jets fans, such as myself, we don't like Giants fans. Yankees fans, such as myself, we don't like Mets fans. And you could go through all of the two-team cities, and they don't really like each other. 
Uh, unless I'm missing one, Ryan or Sam. If you could think of one that I'm missing, fine. But I am of the belief that in two team cities, you'll kind of pick a team. Now, Rams Chargers is kind of interesting because both kind of recently got here. Um, but basically, yeah, it, it's Lakers or Clippers. And of course, at that point, my kids are like, oh, 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 Lakers, obviously. I was like, yes. Um, so, like, th- this idea that you have to pick between LeBron and Jordan, you don't totally have to. I mean, it makes for better radio and TV and podcasting. If you do, and if you can back it up, that's even better. The problem becomes when ev- when you pick one, everybody thinks you're just, again, I got to watch my words. Everybody thinks you're just taking shots at the other guy. Absolutely not. Not at all. I'm not taking shots at Michael Jordan. He is amazing. He was a great, great winner. He was a bit of a jerk and a narcissist, but we all have our own flaws. If you want to not like LeBron because he said he was going to win seven championships with the Heat or whatever the number was, not one, not two, like, fine, I get it. You you don't like him for that. If you want to get upset because he left Cleveland, when his front office couldn't deliver stars for him the way Danny Ainge could deliver for the Celtics in Boston? Like, that's fine. You can not like, but that's your choice. I mean, I think it's a bit of a silly decision to dislike someone because they left the team to better their station in life. I ain't criticizing you if you leave your job for a rival. How many people have left ESPN and come to FS1? All of a sudden, what, they're, Bad? Like, you, whatever's going to make you happy. That's what you need to do. And LeBron made himself happy. And then people will say, oh, okay. And trust me, I've knocked down all these arguments. So, like, anything you come to the table with, I'm just going to swat it back like, like a ping pong slam. Okay? This idea that, oh, well, LeBron keeps jumping around teams. Do you know how hard it is to just keep moving around and winning with a new cast and winning with a new coach in a new city, in a new organization? Do you know how hard that is? Oh, well, it's, it's much tougher to just build it from scratch. Oh, okay, well, fine. LeBron did that too. When he went back to Cleveland and they won in 2016, take a look at the years before LeBron got there. 19 wins, 21 wins, 25 wins. He built that from scratch pretty damn quick. A lot quicker than a lot of GMs could. And then take a look when LeBron goes to the Lakers. Oh, they had fallen on hard times. The worst stretch in the history of the franchise. And LeBron got up a title last year. You guys, let's stop doing this. Wherever he goes, they're going to win. Well, yeah, Jason, because he gets stars. Who wins without stars? Nobody. Nobody. Michael Jordan did win Jack squat before Phil Jackson showed up and got him in line. And Scottie Pippen. Jordan, zero titles without Pippen. Zero titles without Phil Jackson. And by the way, Phil Jackson went on to do some pretty darn good things with Kobe and Shaq. What had they done before Phil Jackson got there? You know, the defense rests its case. So, like, maybe we'll open the phone lines again, Ryan. I don't know. Maybe Isaac will want to jump in. And bat this around. Uh, Personally, LeBron's legacy is firmly intact. Um, You know, and coming up next, I actually want to take on 
this Celtics situation a little bit. I know we don't have a lot of people who care about Boston now. Everybody wants to bash him and break up Tatum and Brown and all this nonsense. Like, again, perspective matters, guys. You know, I, I tend to be knee-jerk sometimes. I'm doing much better at that in my advanced age. <laughs> um, but y'all need to clean it up just a little bit. Like, this bashing Danny Ainge, like, idiocy. Brad Stevens wasn't a good coach. Like, you have no idea about basketball. We'll do all that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, what do we do? Boston Celtics? Like, oh, I was, gosh, I was so wrong about these damn Celtics this year. I, and I don't mind admitting that, you know, without Jalen Brown, they had no chance. They did get one game off the Nets. Um, Kemba Walker missed two. Uh, you're not winning any playoff games, especially against a favorite to win the title without your second and third best players. So, 
I'm, I'm not killing the Celtics for this. But just a quick recap for those who can't hear me in the back on Danny Ainge. Oh, he didn't trade for Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Oh, he didn't make a run at Anthony Davis or Kawhi. Uh, okay, you know, Kawhi wanted L.A. He used Toronto as a pit stop. Anthony Davis wanted L.A. Wasn't going to sign in Boston. Why would you give up great picks for him? I like Jimmy Butler. He's been to the finals. Could have been a good, could have been a good pick. Trade. Uh, Paul George. Jury's still out. I'm sure he'll go to the finals this year just, you know, because it's time for playoff B to get to the finals. But this idea that Danny Ainge did not have a good run, I just want to remind guys, the only reason Doc Rivers has a ring is because of Danny Ainge. The only reason Kevin Garnett has a ring is because of Danny Ainge. LeBron started to lay waste to the East when he was 21-22. Okay? Danny Ainge saw it and said, man, I got two stars here. I'll be all-stars. In Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker, but we can't go nowhere. I need to press that upgrade button and get me a couple ready-to-win-a-title stars. Enter Ray Allen. Enter Kevin Garnett. Danny Ainge swung that trade. Give the man some credit. They won a title. Then they lost in the finals. And then KG got hurt the other year. Undeniably a huge win for Danny Ainge. Won a title. Then, you know, traded all those uh, guys, those old guys to Brooklyn for the picks. He's had three top 10 picks in the last decade. He has gotten Jason Tatum, who's a superstar, top 10 guy in the league for my money. He has gotten Jalen Brown, who was on the cusp of being an all-star. I think he's like 24 and 9. And Marcus Smart, who's a perennially uh, all-defense guy and all-defensive uh, defensive player of the year candidate. So, three top 10 picks, and I would say he has a grand slam in Tatum, a three-run homer in Brown, and a solo blast in Marcus Smart. Like, that's what you do. You hit your top 10 picks. Now, the decade prior, he whiffed on some, you know, top 20 picks. But it's a lot more. It's a lot harder picking in the, the, the 10 to 20 range. And when you get down to, like, 21 to 30, like, good luck. It's like throwing darts. But Danny Ainge delivered. And he's now retired and moving on. Just a quick history lesson for those who missed this from Straight Fire this week. You know, Danny Ainge was like one of the greatest high school athletes in the last 45 years. He was an all-state basketball player and won two state championships. He was an like a parade all-American football wide receiver who was recruited by everybody. And he was a pretty decent baseball player who got drafted <laughs> and made the majors when he was in college. Danny Ainge was an incredible athlete, and I'm not a fan because he was a Celtic and I was a Laker fan and I was a Knicks fan in the 80s. And all Danny Ainge did was pick fights and make some clutch baskets and really stir up a lot of emotion. So I've never been a Danny Ainge fan, but I respect it. It's like Larry Bird. I didn't like Bird. I like Magic. But of course I respect Bird. The guy's incredible. Top 10 player all time. So Danny Ainge went from being an awesome athlete to winning championships in the NBA with the Celtics, to being a good front office guy who delivered a title by getting a super team. Danny Ainge, 
Well friggin' done. Now, Brad Stevens, real quick before we get to our guest. This idea that Brad Stevens is not a good coach or he under-delivered, um, it's just total balderdash. I mean, the guy takes Butler, who nobody had heard of. He takes Butler to the Final Four and the championship game twice. Then he goes to the Celtics, given a really, really bad roster, but eventually some good young players, and gets to the conference finals three years out of four. Now, he didn't eventually get to, through to the finals. Well, it's obvious he was not going to get through with that Isaiah Thomas team. I mean, go look at that roster. There's no shot they were going to win that series. But they got Gordon Hayward, and that was the one year they, were, they started as the favorites to win the East when they added Gordon Hayward. You guys now know what happened. First game of the season, first quarter, opening, I don't know, four minutes. Gordon Hayward goes up, comes down, and his ankle bone is sticking out of his foot or femur, whatever it was. It was disgusting. And his season was over. And I don't know how you expect the Celtics to go on from that and, like, win anything when you lose your marquee free agent in the first game of the season. In a traumatic fashion. If you go look at that video on YouTube, people are like running away from Gordon Hayward. It is, oof. Okay. Brad Stevens, three conference finals appearances in eight years as a head coach. Doc Rivers has been a head coach for 17 seasons. He too has three conference finals trips. Do you guys realize how hard it is to get to the finals? I feel like Iowa Sam, all these yahoos on Twitter and social media just have no clue about competition and how hard it is to do anything, much less get to the conference finals. I was just researching this last night before we get to our guest. All these finalists in the West. Okay. So the Utah Jazz last won the West in 98, okay, over 20 years ago. They haven't been to the conference finals since 2007. The Phoenix Suns, haven't been to the conference finals since 2010. I'm pretty sure that was a Nash team. The Clippers, this is staggering, never have been to the conference finals, ever. Brad Stevens got there three times in four years. That's it! I'm done! Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, we're going to talk about the Floyd Mayweather exhibition this weekend with Mike Coppinger, boxing insider. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkorn with What's Trending. Jason, in the NBA playoffs Friday night, Kawhi Leonard scored 45 points in the Los Angeles Clippers' 104-97 victory at Dallas, tying the series at three games apiece. Off the court, the Portland Trailblazers and head coach Terry Stotts mutually agreed to part ways after nine seasons. Trailblazers general manager Damian, excuse me, I read that wrong. (laughs) Trailblazers point guard Damian Lillard, told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports Friday night that Lakers assistant Jason Kidd, quote, is the guy I want, unquote, to succeed Stotts. In the Stanley Cup playoffs on Friday night, the Montreal Canadiens won at Winnipeg 1-0 for a two-games-to-none lead. The Vegas Golden Knights scored the tying and winning goals at a 45-second span. Later the third period for a 3-2 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche still leads the series two games to one. And finally, in the NFL, last night... An autographed 2000 Tom Brady rookie card was sold at auction 
for $3,107,372, the most money ever paid for a football card. No word yet on the identity of the winning bidder. I've already covered it. You can certainly afford it. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Our next guest is uh, uh, Mike Coppinger, boxing insider for The Athletic. He's going to take us through this, and the key word here is exhibition between Mayweather and the Paul brother. Mike, how are you, man? Jason, doing great, and I want to say right off the top, I really appreciate you saying that it's an exhibition because you can't. I'm sure you can only imagine how many nonsense questions I get about, oh, who's going to win this fight and this and that. It's an exhibition. This is not a real fight. Yeah. Um, now, now, can you take us through that? That phrase is kind of loaded. This is not a real fight. Now, you can bet on this, but when was the last time you covered a boxing exhibition match, Mike? Um, have I ever covered an exhibition? <laughs> I, I don't think I have, actually. Um, because, you know, obviously we had the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones exhibition in November, and I lived in L.A. at the time, and I didn't go to that. And I live in Miami now, but I have no choice here. So, but look, it, it'll, it'll be fun. I just think the important thing to say here is that there's not going to be an official winner. There's not going to be – I don't expect guys trying to kill each other in there, but knockouts are all out, so who knows. I, I wonder – uh, Miami, I just went on Instagram before the show this morning, and Miami is just jumping this weekend. Is is there a lot happening there besides the fight? Yeah, there's actually Bitcoin conference uh, all week, so you have all, you have all those bros out here. Um, so it's uh, between Mayweather, Logan Paul, and that, and then also Jake Paul promoting his fight with Tyron Woodley. It's a bit crazy. Okay, so this now you just put you, know, you just put a bow on it for me. Okay. Bitcoin conference, right? Floyd Mayweather <laughs> speaking at that, is he not? Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Floyd, so this fight came together quickly. I'm sorry, this exhibition came together quickly. Floyd Mayweather is speaking at a Bitcoin conference. And let me guess, the Paul brothers have a bunch of Bitcoin too, right? Um, I think they do, but I know that they are big on Dogecoin. Oh, gosh. And uh, something, something called MILF. I, I don't know what the deal is with that one, but that's the one they've been pushing. I don't understand this cryptocurrency very much. I guess if I did, I might be richer. And when I say richer, I mean have some money. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't get any of so, this. So basically, this it. is all just self-promotional to make money and compound our interest in Bitcoin, right? It's that, that's what this is, this fight. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, this fight is a cash grab for sure. I mean, Floyd Mayweather calls it a legalized bank robery. And uh, <laughs> I asked Floyd Mayweather <laughs> I asked Floyd the other day what he meant by that. He said, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. So... Um, and if you remember when he fought Conor McGregor, and that was not an exhibition, although it might as well have been, he wore a uh, he wore a ski mask to the ring because he was you know, <laughs> stealing money from everyone. <laughs> so wow. if you're buying if you're buying this fight, all to you. If you get upset after what happens, that's on you. Wow. Now see, now this is good. Okay, let me let me be honest with you, um, Mike. I don't know. Has the media covered this heavily or not? Because. Essentially, if they do cover it heavily, and by media, I guess that includes this interview, we're basically promoting the exhibition and driving idiots to buy this fight, right? Uh, surely we are. That's what we're doing right now, Jason. Oh, so um, I guess you got to pick your poison. But I, I, I did also ask Floyd the other day. I said, hey, look, we all know that you carried Conor McGregor for a few rounds. Are you going to carry Logan, too? And he said, absolutely. He goes, if I knock this guy out in the first round, people are going to be upset. 
Wow. Wait, so uh, let me let me go back. Was Conor McGregor, was that a fight for a belt or anything or exhibition? That was a sanctioned fight, but there was no belt on the line. But I think Mayweather scored a 10th round stoppage. I thought he carried him for at least the first, you know, four now, or five rounds. For the non-boxing audience, what does carried mean? He just hung with him and, and let him hang around? Yeah, good question. I, I think he was just kind of like going through the motions, not throwing any big shots, just kind of like letting him yeah, hang around, so to speak. So, yeah, there, it, it would behoove Mayweather to actually try to beat this guy up in the first round and knock him out and get the TKO or whatever, right? I mean, I guess it could, but, for, you know, like Floyd told me, he said he's not going to do that because he thinks that people are going to be very upset with him if they buy the fight or they go to the fight and then it ends in one round. So I think we're going to look at maybe like the second half of the fight. Let me ask you this about, uh, and again, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a, I think we're about probably the same age. I just don't understand these Paul brothers. Do you think this whole Logan Paul, Jake Paul stuff, is it good for boxing? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but I, I guess tackle that first and then I'll, fo- I'll do a follow-up. I think that's a great question because I think it's hard to answer right now. I certainly don't think it's bad for boxing. I think, you know, the, the sport of boxing failing to create the best matchups on a consistent basis and failure to promote the big fights properly a lot of times really opens up the door for guys like this to come in and really make a name for themselves in another sport. So I will say Jake Paul, at least, takes this pretty seriously, and I don't mind it. And, he, you know, he's not fighting real boxers, but he is fighting real MMA fighters. So, I mean, if it helps, like, put spotlight from young people, puts their eyes on boxing, even if it's not, like, real purists, because you've covered real boxers. Like, these guys aren't real boxers. They're just big guys who want to throw punches, right? Yeah, but I, I, I will say that I think Jake is pretty competent uh, for being a novice. You, you know, he actually has some fundamentals, and uh, Logan does not. So while they, while they are brothers, Jake is far better than Logan. And, yeah, I think if it puts a spotlight for young kids, that's great. But I wonder how many of them will actually stick around for the next fight. And yeah. When I say the next fight, I mean the next real fight. Yeah, that's where it gets interesting. Now, is there a situation where Mayweather actually could get caught with a rogue punch and then if he goes down yeah I, I believe he's he's still unblemished record since it's an exhibition it won't count against him right i mean could my dad win the lottery probably not but he's still <laughs> gonna keep buying those scratch-offs every day so <laughs> i don't i don't see any scenario i mean maybe if mayweather stood there with his hands behind his back and gave him like 10 free shots because uh, a lot of people wanted to play that Conor McGregor card. Well, Conor, you know, he's got the reach. and he I mean, Conor had really no chance, right? Zero chance. I yeah. mean, they could, you know, they could fight. I've always heard this other thing, too. Oh, LeBron James, he's a big guy. If you put him in with uh, Canelo, he could win, right? Well, no, he's not a boxer. <laughs> is Logan Paul, Paul going to beat LeBron James in one-on-one? <laughs> yeah, it's like people kind of underestimate Mayweather's actual ability. And, you know, do you think this late career Mayweather, all this stunts and this theatrics uh, and, and these gimmick fights, it, it, does this hurt his legacy at all? And I, 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 he may not care about it because he's so wealthy. But I don't know. Just It just feels gimmicky for a guy who is technically one of the greatest ever, right? Uh, I don't think it hurts his legacy because you can't forget, Muhammad Ali did the same thing. Muhammad Ali had an exhibition with Antonio Inoki, the, the legendary Japanese wrestler, over in Japan years ago. And Muhammad Ali, you know, would play with, you know, do like stunt fighting with actors and all that kind of stuff. He's a showman. And Mayweather's trying to follow in his footsteps, I think. Because that can be very lucrative long term. Like people are going to still pay to hear Mayweather speak in 20 years 
because of what he did in, you know, the 2010s. Man, that's wild. All right, Mike, we'll try to enjoy the fight this weekend. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to make of this Bitcoin stuff either. Uh, I do not have any holdings. Uh, not that anyone cares. But, uh, you know, try to enjoy the fight this weekend. And, uh, you know, if there is a good fight coming up, can you can you give it to us? Like some a fight we would actually care about that matters. I think we have a pretty good fight. Keith Lopez versus George Kambosis on June 19th, also in Miami. And then a really good fight, of course, uh, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury 3, mm. July 24th, Las Vegas. Yeah, that well, you'll be out there for that, right? I will be out there. Yeah, Can't okay. wait. All right, Mike, thanks a lot, and uh, enjoy the weekend in Miami. All right, thank you, Jason. All yeah. right. Mike Coppinger, boxing insider for The Athletic. I like how he's pretty succinct and right on, spot on. Floyd Mayweather calling this a legalized bank robbery. That is just awesome. And listen, I think we've been over the Mayweather stuff before. Um, Floyd Mayweather really was like an awesome boxer with none of the shtick and then realized the upside of the shtick and then just dove in headfirst. And a lot of people have done that. A lot of people have just said, oh, wait, there's an avenue here to riches and millions? Why not? Let me just dive in headfirst. And that's what Mayweather has done. And now he's fighting this tomato can in an exhibition. Um, it sounds like he's just going to toy with him so this goes on and people watch and stick uh, stick around and buy the fight and they make even more money. And then Mayweather goes on Tuesday with no marks on his face to speak at a Bitcoin conference. No, no even, no black eyes, no punches taken, like... What a cash grab. That really is amazing. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Oof. All right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. I'm just curious, guys. I am just curious. That's all. Where do we stand on the best player in the NBA? Is it Kawhi? Is it KD? That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is why Iowa Sam. This is why he's one of the best in the business. Happier. I want you to be happier. This feels like a a song that's going to come on at a Vegas pool. And Could definitely just, see that. There's just going to be debauchery taking place all around me. I really need a, a good Vegas trip this summer, um, for our, preferably our fantasy draft if possible. You guys out there listening? I know my buddies listen. A couple of the guys in the fantasy league I'm in listen to the radio, listen to the show, or the podcast. Um, yeah, it feels like just seeing some of these videos in Vegas. Oh, it's just it's fun. Looks looks exciting. Hey, quick shout out to the JMU softball team in the College World Series. Now, I think Iowa Sam put me onto this last weekend, right? Or was it two weeks ago? No. Well, I sent you a message uh, yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? Okay. That's how backed up I am on some of these messages about JMU softball. Stunning Oklahoma State. JMU, you know, we've we've had a couple good runs in football and um, at the 1AA level. uh, The JMU basketball team recently made the NCAA tournament. Um, They haven't won a game in that thing. I don't know if ever. Um, I'm sorry, maybe with Lefty Drizel in like the 90s. Um, and now the softball team is making some noise. Now, I would say I'm, I'm not up to speed on the, you know, women's softball World Series, but where are we? Is it almost done? Like, what's happening? I don't even understand, like, how many games you got to play. I don't follow college baseball or softball at all. Yeah, I would have to look into that. Um, I do want to note, though, that great crowds for this. Uh, well, that's good. Listen, people uh, want to get out. And go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And at, le- at least they're not acting like the idiots at NBA games, running on the court and doing all that yes. nonsense. Yes, uh, I'm so glad that that hasn't happened in three days. So now it's like dated, so I don't have to talk about it. Um, you know, the last time I did the show, I was off Memorial Day weekend. We went out. My old man was in town, so we went out of town and um, – yeah, showed him the sights and sounds of uh, Laguna Beach, Dana Point, just a little uh, excursion, if you will. And I will say this, um, Iowa Sam, you're going to love this. We went to a restaurant, I think in Dana Point. And in LA, if you go to a restaurant, every hostess has a mask. Every waiter has a mask. Every waitstaff mask. Some have the mask followed by the visor. Some have the triple mask, whatever. We roll up to this restaurant. You know, you get out of your car, you bring your mask. Hostess, no mask. I look around. I'm like, waitress, no mask. And again, I don't. I don't care. It was just surprising to see being in LA for the last 15 months. And we've been down to San Diego. 
we've been, uh, I think we might have gone to Temecula. We've been around this region, Palm Springs. Everybody who works places is masked up. This place, nobody was wearing one. I was just caught off guard. Now, again, I particularly don't care. It just felt different. And I would assume uh, people listening to this in Chicago and Alabama and Connecticut, wherever, you're just like, oh, that guy sounds like he's living a weird life. Listen, that's what it's like out here in L.A. You know, every every morning you got walking to Starbucks, you still got to wear a mask. And uh, one morning I forgot it and usually they'll give it to you. But we're so at the stage now where it's like, listen, if you, you're vaccinated. Now, they don't know they're not checking vaccination uh, passports or whatever they call it. But like. By and large, they're not going to be like, hey, you need to put on a mask. Now, final thought on this. Where was I yesterday? Oh, I was in this um, like ice cream shop a couple days ago with my daughter. You know, it's like Wednesday. So we go get ice cream by the beach, whatever. And we're, you know, you wear a mask. Two people came off the beach into this ice cream shop, no mask. And someone walked up to them and said, excuse me, you need to put on a mask in here. And, you know, the lady didn't argue it. She kind of hemmed and hawed like, oh, and put it on. But it's still, listen, L.A. is very different, guys. I know that you're listening to this all over the country, and it's like, you know, my dad was just here. He's in Arizona now, and he's texting me, hey, uh, nobody here is wearing a mask. L.A. is just strange, you know, and he lives in Florida, so he's used to non-mask stuff. But anyways, um, I just thought I would share a little fun story with everybody. All right, best player in the NBA. Uh is Isaac seated in his uh, position? All right, Isaac is seated. Because I, I just want to make sure if you're going to fall off your chair, Isaac. Yeah, sorry, I Jason. want you seated. Okay. I make a claim, and I think there is ample evidence to support this, that right now Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA. He's not going to win the MVP this year. Okay? He has yet to win a playoff series. But when you look at what the best player is, can score with the best of them, can make other players better, which to me is just enormous. I believe there's nobody that does it better than that than Luka Doncic. And, and just to clarify, you mean the entire league and not just teams that are still alive. Correct. I don't what, think do, that's far-fetched at all. Okay. I'm firmly I, rooted on my chair. Do you? <laughs> if you had to argue, who would you pick as a guy that's better than him right now? And before you answer, let me just say this. By what I say by best player in the NBA, if you're building a team right now, what player are you starting with with the first overall pick? Because some people would argue LeBron, and I'll say, listen, if I'm building a team, I'm not building it around a 36-year-old. LeBron is probably a top 15 pick for sure. And again, if the Lakers are healthy and AD doesn't go down, Lakers are in round two right now. So I'm not poo-pooing LeBron. I'm just saying at 22, Luka, folks, like, wake up. This guy's taking over. Who would you have as number two, Ilo? Mm. But there you go, because when you're talking about starting a team, all the other guys that you might consider starting a team are either at the tail end of their primes or past their primes or have had injury issues. So he is kind of in that starting a franchise sweet yep. spot in terms of age. Giannis, Curry. Kawhi, Jokic. Okay, I would take Giannis, yeah. You would take Giannis? He's in that sweet spot, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, the only problem is, you know, he's we've seen him limited in the playoffs because you can slow him down because he can't shoot the three. Mm. We haven't seen anybody stop Luka Doncic. His numbers against the Clippers in two years are insane. Coming up, final hour on Fox Sports Radio. Graduation advice time! Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio, ladies and germs. It is high noon on the East Coast. 9 a.m. out here. In Los Angeles, ah, June is, it's one of my favorite months of the year. Really, sports starts slowing down. You can kind of lean back, oh, lean back like Fat Joe and, uh, you know, start to take in the finer moments of summer uh, as it begins. July 4th is kind of the middle of summer. And then August is kind of a melancholy month. As you know, it's back to school. Um, it's really slow sports wise. and. Then you have the good news that football is on the horizon. By the way, interesting stuff, Isaac, on the Green Bay Packers. I'm just curious. Isaac, what's your read on that? I was listening, and I didn't want to go online, but who is Murphy talking to? It's is- a it's a regular feature that they do each month where he takes questions from Packers fans. It's not exactly, you know, heavy-duty stuff where he's being interrogated by, you know, journalists who cover the league. So it's a routine thing. And here's the here's the fun thing. He's not really saying anything outrageously new, but it's still rather notable. And here's two parts of what he said that caught my attention. He said the situation we face with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. That could be just a cliche, but that's not going to stop people like us from interpreting it. He also, in a separate item, a separate question that I didn't have a chance to, to mention because of time, he said this, I have tremendous confidence in Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst. In his relatively short tenure as our GM, he has completely turned around the fortunes of our team, unquote. So even though that was a separate item, you can still, that leaves a lot in terms of interpretation because everybody knows that the main issue Aaron Rodgers has is with Gutekunst. Yeah. Now, I think the timing's interesting. You said he does this every month? Yeah, yeah, it's a okay. re- it's a regular thing. He did he did one last month as well. Do yeah. you remember when he did it last month? Was it early in the month? Yeah, it was early in the okay. month. It's a regular I was going to say yeah. because June I think June 1 is when the cap implications make it so that trading Rodgers you know, if it's going to happen, it was going to happen after June 1. I didn't know if um, the timing was such that he was sending a message like, guys, guys, chill out. You know, I didn't see any Rogers news yet this week. Um, it sounds like it's all quiet on the home front. But to me, this is, uh, you know, and again, it's just come out. So uh, I'm just going off first impressions. This is some kind of message to the coaches and the front office. Guys, stop talking. Stop answering questions from the media about this. You're just adding fuel to the flame because the last time we talked about this, the coaching staff essentially was like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we really, really want him here. We, like the coaching staff, is desperate to keep him. Lafleur knows, shucks, man. Everybody thinks I'm good because I've gone to two uh, NFC title games with Rodgers. Don't make me have to start Jordan Love, right? And Gutekunst is out here trying to like be the guy who's being all tough and talking about Jordan Love and drafting Jordan Love and trading up and end of the Rodgers era. Like, 
Murphy has to figure this out. Um, I don't know. I, I it's tough for me to get that excited about the NFL right now until something really happens. Um, I did see that Julio Jones, if he's going to get dealt also, June 1 was like a day where you can start to really think seriously about it. The only thing I heard about Julio Jones, and remember, I had gone on straight fire and said the Tennessee Titans are really, really in the mix. Keep an eye on them. And, of course, like two days later, I think Chris Sims came out and was like, oh, yeah, Tennessee Titans. Um, the other team that I heard is still making headway, and I know this is going to be difficult to, for people to comprehend, but the L.A. Rams are seriously interested in Julio Jones. like, And they're working back channels to try to make this happen. Now, Julio keeps saying or putting out through his you know, reps or whoever in his circle that he wants a quarterback with a big arm, kind of a dig at Matt Ryan, who, whose arm strength has been questioned in the last couple of years. Well, we all know Matt Stafford has a cannon, maybe the best arm in the league outside of Mahomes. And Ryan Tannehill, also one of the most accurate deep ball throwers. He just hasn't thrown enough deep passes to qualify. Um, so it just Rams and Titans right now on Julio Jones. But I, I think this is still like an NBA, NBA time of the year. Um, we haven't really talked a ton about the Clippers since the opening hour. I, I, is it wrong of me that I really want them to lose Iowa Sam? Like, I find myself irrationally rooting against the Clippers. When did you become such a uh, Laker fan that you want to see the Clippers' demise? So I, I had the first game I went to as a young kid was Lakers Knicks. We my we had family in New York and we would drive up from Virginia to see the family. And I was, like, getting to be an, a basketball fan. I loved it. I played youth basketball. And we were able to get tickets, and it happened to be Lakers-Knicks at the Garden. Patrick Ewing was, like, a rookie. The Knicks were not great before Ewing got there. So it, we were able to get tickets. And, you know, they had Magic and Jabbar, and it was like, oh, my gosh, these guys are playing awesome, fun basketball. So the first game I went to, Lakers-Knicks, I became fans of both teams. The next year, my dad had a, his one, like, work trip of the year was to L.A. And, of course, guess who was in town? The Knicks. So we went to Lakers-Knicks again. So I just kind of gravitated toward them. And I know that sounds silly. Oh, you bandwagon guy from Virginia liking the Lakers and Knicks. Well, I mean, those are the two games I was exposed to. We actually didn't go to Washington Bullets games. They were the Bullets back then. Uh, because D.C. was, like, pretty crime-ridden. Uh, my dad did not want to go into D.C. Yes, I know New York, L.A. Listen, this is just what life was like when I was a little kid. Um, and so we didn't go to any Bullets games until a few years later. Um, and so I gravitated toward Lakers. Obviously, I loved the Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones Lakers, even post-Magic. Like, I, I was just such a Nick Van Exel fan. He just was flashy. Eddie Jones, the polar opposite, quiet assassin, great defender. Um, I even like like Anthony Peeler, Missouri grad. Um, well, I don't know if he's a grad, Missouri star. At any rate, I move out here. Le LeBron comes out here. Easy to like the Lakers. Um, and then I just, I, I, I just never was really into the Clippers. Um, and so now I'm actively rooting against the Clippers, uh, partially for gambling reasons, uh, as I bet the Mavs to win the series. Uh, and also because I just think it's a better story if the Clippers go down, the potential for Kawhi leaving or Paul George getting traded goes significantly up. And you know I love content. 
for Straight Fire, for this, for FS1, for Fox Sports Digital. Uh, anything I do, Clippers losing is better. Like, Luka losing, not a huge story. Luka's not going anywhere. He's on his rookie deal. Clippers failures becomes interesting. Um, so does that answer your question, I would say? Yes, absolutely. And to the Lakers' uh, Knicks point, uh, the Lakers actually managed to win twice as many playoff games this year as the Knicks. So that's saying something, you know. Well, I wonder, how bad do you think the league is hurt? Like, Knicks were a huge draw with MSG. They hadn't been in the playoffs in, I think, nearly a decade? Uh, Carmelo Anthony? Uh, 2013, team? I believe. Yeah, so eight yeah. years. Um, Knicks out, Lakers out. What's your interest level, Iowa Sam, in the playoffs? Like, I, I'm actually still really invested. Um, oh. Yeah. What's... I mean, the Knicks, you know, they won one playoff game. You know, they just weren't meant to last. <laughs> so who are you who are you backing? Um man. Players? I mean, I still like really like the Nets to go extremely far. And yeah. uh I like the Bucks. And you know, I think that the Suns are gonna do some damage. Ooh. They already have, so Ryan, are you a Lakers guy or Clippers? I, I prefer the Lakers. I'm not a huge NBA fan in general, but I, I want the Lakers to do well. Now that they're out, I, I'm not I wasn't super invested as it was, but I would like to see the Bucks win it all because I think it would be cool to see Giannis win one, and I think that they're a fun team to watch. So I'm, I'm throwing my support there. Some Bucks love. I, I'm I'm a little surprised at that. No small market team. Um, I, you want me to tell you guys a funny story? So I have uh, there's this you know the Milwaukee Bucks owner is this rich guy, but he has his daughter who is in the front row at all the games. She had actually gone to the NBA draft lottery and like kind of was like went viral on the internet because she was like, you know, young, attractive um, uh, woman going to represent the team. And so I follow her on Instagram. She's, I don't know, like 27, whatever. She's like a model, went to Princeton, and she's a big buck supporter, obviously. Her dad owns a team. So I tried to get her on the radio show. And she apparently doesn't do interviews. Like, what? Like, seriously? Like, not interested? I mean, your your dad owns a team. Why would you want to talk? But, you know, she's I guess she's like a big deal. She got into a thing with Drake last, two years ago. Um, You know, because Drake is a Raptors fan, and she owned the Bucks, and then, you know, I guess she made some comments, and Drake just destroyed her, and Drake's, like, mob army of people went after her. I remember that. You, you do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what she said. But they were up to nothing, and she was talking some trash. I think her name is Mallory Edens, and the, uh, that might not be accurate, but whatever. Her dad owns the team, and um, you know it would be big for the Bucks if they were to pull this off. You know, there was talk about them losing Giannis. Will Giannis demand out out of town if they don't win something? I mean, imagine telling your team we need to get better, and then adding Drew Holiday, failing to add Bogdanovich. He ended up with the Hawks. And then if you lose to the Nets, like there's going to be really no reason to think that the Bucks will get by them next year either, because the Nets will be coming back intact. This was just year one. Um, I'm just going to say, neither of you gentlemen mentioned the Atlanta Hawks, and I will say in that Knicks Hawks series, even though I like the Knicks a lot, I knew that their regular season would not be sustainable for the playoffs. And watching Trey Young become a villain in front of our eyes was kind of awesome. 
I detected a little Mayweather in him, a showman. It's one thing to put up 29 a game as a scoring machine last year, which he did. It's another entirely to go to Madison Square Garden, rabid crowd, hit the game-winning shot in game one, get spit at at game two, dominate game three and four, come back to the garden and close it out by hitting a three late and taking a bow at midcourt. Trey Young basically became a star. Now, I knew he was, we knew he was great in college at Oklahoma, didn't get out of the first round of the NCAA tournament. Comes to the NBA, doesn't play a lick of defense, is a, I think he was like second or third in the league in scoring last year, but takes a step back. I love to see the development when a player can do something like that. Like, Kevin Love was awesome in Minnesota, okay? Put up huge stats, didn't win jack squat. Goes to Cleveland, takes a step back, wins a championship. Chris Bosh was an all-star in Toronto, 24-10 and 10 or whatever the numbers were. I think he got out of the first round once. Doesn't win jack squat. Goes to Miami, takes a step back, wins. I like to see that. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take a bigger step forward. Trey Young put up monster numbers last year. They didn't win. He takes a bit of a step back. Look look at his shot attempts are down. His three-point attempts are down. But he's a better player because he's getting everyone else involved. The addition of Clint Capella was a stroke of genius. I mean, Capella looks awesome. And remember, Capella was played off the floor by the Warriors when he was in Houston to the point they traded him. Capella was enormous against Randall inside. DeAndre Hunter was great. Remember the former Virginia guy? Now, DeAndre Hunter, for the College Hoops fans who listen to this show, you'll remember this. He was hurt and missed the game against, I think it was UMBC when they were the 16 and beat Virginia the one. Hunter come back the next year, they win the title. Mr. DeAndre Hunter guy's good. You add in Bogdanovich, Lou Williams off the bench, I'm telling you, I didn't even mention John Collins, who was like their second best player during the regular season. He was pretty bad against the Knicks, but that doesn't mean he can't rebound against the, uh, against the Sixers. This injury to Embiid, guys, oh, man, I don't know. I'm, if I'm a Sixers fan, I'm worried. I'm really nervous. I like Ben Simmons a lot. I think he can lead them. They'll probably end up going small, which means less Capella. But the problem is the Hawks are really, really well built. They're kind of Warriors-like. And, okay, you don't want to, if Embiid's out, we won't play Capella, fine. We'll just go small with Collins, Trey Young. We'll bring in Herder, the little redheaded kid who actually is a nice player. I say little, but he's like 6'7". I'm just telling you, the Hawks are interesting. I would not be shocked if the Hawks went to the conference finals if Joel Embiid is hurt. Now, they would get smoked there by the Nets, badly. I think they could, eh. I'm thinking of that Bucks matchup. Interesting, but I would, I would definitely pick the Bucks. Bucks, Bucks, Nets feels like an NBA Finals matchup, really. Especially with LeBron and the Lakers out and the Clippers maybe getting bounced. All right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, where do the Lakers go from here? Do they need to make wholesale changes? What do you do with Schroeder and Kuzma? Did you see the Kuzma meme I posted on Instagram? It was on my stories. It was one of the harshest things I've ever seen. 
You guys have seen. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next. It's one of the most brutal memes I've seen of Kuzma, who people in L.A. love and then they hate. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, a little Fat Joe. A lean back. Great song. Um, I was just looking at some uh, gambling lines for the NBA games. Or should I say the NBA game singular today? Um, I don't know. I, I, any, uh, Isaac, have you looked at uh, Bucks, Nets? Any thoughts on the game or any player props? I'm not into player props. I'm afraid that's where the that's where the edges no, I are. Know. I mean, you know, Kawhi has been uh, Kawhi, Luca, Reggie Jackson has cashed well for me. Um, for what it's worth, Brooklyn opened at three and a half, up to four. The total has gone down. I don't know 
why? I mean, 240 is astronomical. That's putting it at like a 122-118 final. Um, that seems way high. Um, but from a player prop perspective, I believe the guy to watch, and I wrote this for Fox Sports, is Kyrie Irving. Uh, we had a guest on earlier who covers the Bucks. His speculation was Middleton on Harden. I don't see that at all. I, I, Middleton's just, you need him on offense. And is he a great defender? No. You want him racking up fouls against Harden? I think you actually kind of um, put Holiday on Harden and then you just dare Kyrie Irving, who's not the three-point shooter that Harden is. And when Kyrie puts his head down, he's putting up shots. He's going to the rim. He wants to flash and be Uncle Drew and do all that stuff. So I think Kyrie is the guy to target. Now, if it's tough to stomach that, especially if you're not a huge Kyrie fan like me. Timeout. Calling a timeout on myself. I used to be a Kyrie fan. I owned a sick Kyrie throwback burnt orange jersey because I was such a fan. He was fun to watch. The Uncle Drew stuff. I don't like the, the direction he's gone the last couple years, you know, like demanding a trade away from LeBron. I want to play in Boston. I love Boston. I, I'm out of Boston. I can't deal with Brad Stevens. Like some of the stuff he's pulling in Brooklyn, not a fan of it. Um, so I'm kind of out on Kyrie, but all money's green. And I will gladly cash on Kyrie props if I can get my hands on him. I, I think the Bucks. I think P.J. Tucker over three-pointers. Like, take a look, uh, see what see what you can get. If you can get half a three-pointer for P.J. Tucker, take the over. If you can get one and a half, I think you got to look at the number, uh, you know, if there's any juice attached to it. But uh, player props are, have, have been pretty good to me. I just these sides are killing me because I bet a lot of underdogs. And the favorites are crushing. It's just like, damn, rough. Um, what was the other topic I was going to get into, Ryan? I forgot to write it down. You know what? I uh, I, I don't recall your your tease to yeah, be honest. I, I, <laughs> Ryan on the ball is. <laughs> um, but we do have a guest coming up. He's always combative. I'm going to save the name and not mention it to you guys. But uh, five minutes away, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, I'm watching this USA Honduras soccer match. D- this appears to be live, isn't it? Or maybe it happened last night. I don't know. Uh, but U.S. is like is dominating this game. It can't beat Honduras. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I was buying time there. Did you see what I did there? That's professional radio stuff. Um, what should the Lakers do this offseason? And, and everybody and their mom is going to say, well, they can't, they're capped out. They can't do anything. They can't make moves. Like, guys, there's a reason they're paying capologists in the NBA like, $500,000 a year. This is your job to figure it out. Get us out of this pickle. Now, the eternal optimist in me, remember my optimist-pessimist story is an optimist and a pessimist go into the jungle hundreds of years ago. And the pessimist says, man, I think I just heard a lion. Shucks, we better get out of here. And the optimist says, ah, come on, it wasn't a lion, we're fine. Pessimist says, all right, I'm out. I'll see you back at camp. The optimist never returns. We're born pessimist people. We just are. I mostly am a pessimist. I'm starting to turn the corner. But the optimist Laker fan says, hey, man, we were up 2-1 with AD. We good. 
We win that series if AD's healthy. Nobody's chirping about anything. We got AD. But without AD, everything got exposed. I mean, Caruso has no offense. Schroeder, not a number two. He's a fine number three. I KCP, like, was the number three player on the team in the bubble. I mean, he had no offense in the playoffs. Kuzma, an absolute train wreck. I joked on Undisputed that I trust Kyle Kuzma as much as I trust the Wi-Fi in my basement. Everybody got a good laugh. The problem is it was accurate. But can you ship them out of town? I have the trade. But it's going to take the part of Bradley Beal or someone else saying, I want out and I only want to go to the Lakers. Now, is Bradley Beal willing to do that and be the bad guy and put that hat on and act like a jerk? Well, James Harden got what he wanted. He's in position to win a championship. Anthony Davis got what he wanted. He won a championship. Sometimes you got to be a jerk to get what you want. Does Bradley Beal want to win or does he want to deal with, you know, first round ousters with Scotty Brooks and Russell Westbrook? Although my main man, Rui Hachimura, was awesome in that series against the Sixers. I'm telling you, he's good. And I also like saying his name. You know, they call him the Japanese Jordan, right? Um, Rui Hachimura. At any rate, we got a guest coming up, but I think the deal is Bradley Beal says, I'm go- I want out and I want to only go to the Lakers so nobody else trade for me because I'm not going to sign with you. And the Wiz take something along the lines of Horton Tucker, a twenty, a first-round pick like four years from now when the Lakers can give up one, or five years from now. Kuzma and Schroeder. I know that you're going to say that's a poo-poo platter. Maybe Ryan Hollins will like it, and I'll talk him into it. That's next here. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron with what's trending. Jason, this morning, Green Bay Packers president Mark Murphy published his monthly Q&A on the Packers' official website and wrote, quote, The situation we face with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. We remain committed to resolving things with Aaron and want him to be our quarterback in 2021 and beyond. We are working to resolve the situation and realize that the less both sides say publicly, the better, unquote. In a separate item in the same Q&A, Murphy wrote, quote, I have tremendous confidence in Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst. In his relatively short tenure as our GM, he has completely turned around the fortunes of our team, unquote. In the NBA, the Portland Trailblazers and head coach Terry Stotts mutually agreed to part ways Friday night after nine seasons. Trailblazers star Damian Lillard told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports on Friday night that Lakers assistant Jason Kidd, quote, is the guy I want, unquote, to succeed Stotts. Coming up tonight, round two of the playoffs. Tips off at 7.30 Eastern with game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals as the Brooklyn Nets host the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason, back to you. Uh, Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. And the next guest we're bringing in, he's always combative, okay? He played for the Mavericks, not with Luka. Played for UCLA. Played, he's played on a lot of teams. He made a lot of money playing in, in, in basketball. Ryan Hollins joining us now. Ryan, what's up, my main man? 
What's going on, brother? You know, life is good. I'm floating Laker trades that everybody and their mom hates, but that's, you know, that's part of the business. Um, I, we, before we get to the Lakers um, and, and put a bow on their season, I need to ask you, uh, Game 6, I've said Luka Doncic is the best player in this series. He was the best player in this series last year. What the hell was he doing in the fourth quarter passing when he should have been going Kawhi Leonard on Kawhi Leonard? Well, the, the truth is, the Clippers have found out how to guard Luka, how to make life tough for Luka. You know, it just took a while, and Jay, I don't know if you you know you heard me say it at all, but I think that the Clippers are the best team in the Western Conference, and they finally found something—a defense in the fourth quarter, even though it was a loss of the last game for Luka. And at some point, he does get worn down. He he is human. There's a lot that has been asked of him, so. Uh, I don't think it was anything uncharacteristic. I just uncharacteristic. I think just it took a while, but Ty Lue hats off to him. He found a way to keep length on him. Kawhi starting off as a primary defender, and they had a lot of success on him. Oh, jeez, another Ty Lue guy. All, all these former players love Ty Lue. He's such a genius with the adjustments. Let me just remind you, Mr. Hollins, Luka Doncic is averaging 34 9 and eight in the series, okay? Shooting 47%, 37% from three in the series. Last night, held to 29, and yes, you are correct. He has struggled in the fourth quarter, but is that because of Luka and the defense or because look around, he don't have any help? Oh, it's clearly because he doesn't have help. You know, Luka's a guy right now, if you take a good look at him, dude, he, he man, it, it's obviously everybody wants to compare him to Larry Bird. He's more LeBron. Yeah. You know, just to be honest, obviously take away the athleticism, but with the ability to score the basketball, he's, a, he's the, the unathletic skilled LeBron. I know that may be an odd thing for people to wrap their heads around, but in the sense of controlling a game, there's, I don't know if there's another player in the league that can control the game like Luke and LeBron right now as far as start to finish. James Harden, I may say, in the regular season, we hadn't seen it in the postseason, and you know, Luca he hasn't gotten out the well, he hasn't gotten out the first round, so we don't necessarily want to go wild there. But you've seen in flashes at his young age what he's doing and what he's going to be able to do. So, uh, look, man, he, he's special, and you're absolutely right. He does need some help. Rick Carlisle in that system is placed for Luca to literally do everything, do any and everything, and he's doing it, but. You're right. He needs help. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a heck of a player. I don't know if they'll be able to afford his, his price tag. He's probably going to get a boatload of money somewhere else. But, you know, Luca is he's just a, he's a different type of talent, man. But he needs help. And if he had help, if he had him, a Paul George and, a, you know, Marquise Morris and all that, this would be a different series. Man. Indeed. Um, so, I, obviously, Kawhi was outstanding. I just want to ask you, Hollins, you played, I think, for the Clippers for a minute? Um, yes. What is the deal with these afternoon games? All I keep hearing from Clipper Daryl and all these Clipper fans, we can't win afternoon games. We stink in afternoon games. Game seven's in the afternoon. Uh, are they going to man up here and get a win? Uh, or or is there really something to it? Now, I haven't seen the data on why they're bad in the afternoon or what their record is, but apparently last couple years they just stink in the afternoon. I, I, I'm not going to make anything more of it. I'm a former player. I hate it after game oh. it's just kind of a, a, a way of life it just it is what it is uh because you you th- get thrown out of your routine you know you know you got a a, a, a 9 or 10 a.m shoot around 
you know, you can sneak in a, a two or three hour nap or whatever someone likes to do in between there. And then you can go out and, and, and take care of business at seven o'clock. So, you know, those late games really throw your rhythm off. It's something you got to get used to. But, you know, the Clippers are in these primetime games now. So, yeah, they're, they're, you're, you're going to have some early games or TV, the TV schedules are going to mix and throw things around. So, uh, I'm not rolling with the excuse at all. Yeah, I mean, it's I not like the Mavs. You know, the Mavs have yeah. to play a day game too, you know? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I don't yeah. know. G- give me your pick for game seven before we get on to the real LA team, the Lakers. I'm going with, uh, <laughs> I'm going with the Clippers, yeah, man. Yeah. And like, and you heard me say it earlier, the Clippers are the best team in the Western Conference. I and even and I And I listen, Jason, you know me. I called it when they were down 3-2. And honestly, Luka is just a horrific matchup for them. Luka, it is a horrible matchup for Luka, okay? Well, you know who else is a horrible horrible matchup matchup for them them is Mr. Jokic, who owned them last year in the playoffs. Now, he had Jamal Murray as a wingman. Nevertheless, that's enough Clipper talk. People hate this Clippers team. Did you notice that, by the way, Ryan? People, like, don't like the Clippers. Their ratings are nothing nationally. People, like, don't like this Kawhi-Paul-George tandem. Kawhi's not that likable, is he? No, I'm not going to say Kawhi's not likable. Kawhi just chooses not to be marketable. There's a difference. People like Kawhi. He just chooses not to, you know, get his LeBron on. You know, he's he doesn't care about the attention. He's he's one of the more intriguing basketball players I've ever played against and ever seen. You know, normally those guys get out and mark. Even Kobe at some point, you know, chose to market himself. And Kobe wasn't, a, you know, a big talker. But Kobe liked to have fun. You birds. Kawhi is just anti everything, and maybe. I can't even say it's the San Antonio way at this point. This is it's just Kawhi, man. I've never seen but anyone you, like you him know, not he, to market himself. Ryan, you know in our, in our media space, it's best to be loved or hated. You don't want to be in between, right? That's like the unhealthy middle. You know, you could say that you're in the middle. You're like the Portland Trailblazers. People are just like, oh, they exist. But Trey Young kind of gets it. Oh, I'm going to act up in Madison Square Garden? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to – and now all of a sudden, Trey Young's profile – is raised. Kawhi just not really doing that. All right, let's finally move to the Lakers. Um, first of all, are we in agreement? If Anthony Davis does not go down, the Lakers win that series in five, maybe six. Absolutely. Okay. I absolutely right. agree to that. Right. No question there. Go ahead. So if that is true, do they need to do anything in this offseason, or, or can they stand pat and they're all right? No, I, I wouldn't stand pat. Um, I think they get by them, but they're getting fricasseed in pick and roll coverage. And you got you got guys out there that just float. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, like my God, like why reinvent the wheel? He demanded to not be a six man, and that he wasn't coming off the bench. And you know he knows his value and all this and that. But it's like, dude, you are great as a six man, and as a starter, it's not working out. It is look Dennis Schroeder as a starting point guard in the league. It's just not a good thing. Can he start in moments? Yes, but there are some great six men, and I don't know. Maybe he. I think he. I know he lost money. He lost money trying to get outside of his and and trying to be something else. And I, I just I don't agree to it. But uh, no, this this Lakers lineup has to shake up. I'm not sure if you saw uh, Magic. Hopefully, I'm quoting it wrong, but saying, "Hey, Dennis Schroeder's not a not a Lakers." Guy, <laughs> Magic said that. 
If I'm not mistaken, that's got to be fake. There's, Magic Johnson says nothing ever, and he's passing through. And I was wondering that. It, wow. it seemed like a lot. It seemed like a lot. Don't quote me on it. Okay. I don't. I don't know. We're saying on the air. Maybe someone going fact check for me. Uh, but I, maybe it may not be a true statement. I'm sure other people are thinking it. So. Wow. <laughs> you know, I think he lost himself a lot of money, man. But if he doesn't want to be a six man, I think he needs to move on. With all due respect, mm, and go get a boatload of money somewhere else. Man. All right. Go, go get paid. Here's an easy fix for the Lakers. Bradley Beal, who did not want to commit to the Wiz this week. I'm sure you saw that in the quotes. Okay. He's unrestricted after next season. Bradley Beal says, I want out. I want to be a Laker. Okay, we've heard Kawhi say, I want to go to L.A. We've heard Anthony Davis say, I want to go there. We've heard, uh, you know, James Harden said, I want out. I only want to go, you know, when these stars ask out and they say they want to go places, a lot of teams are not willing to take a chance on the rental. Toronto did and it worked out and they lost him and now Toronto's back in the lottery. Um, I'm curious if Bradley Beal says, I want to be a Laker and don't trade for me, New Orleans, I'm not signing there. Do you think Washington would just say, you know what, we're just going to accept whatever first-round pick we can get, Kuzma, Horton Tucker, and Schroeder, and we'll take it? At some point, they would have to because what happens is you scare the other teams away. Exactly. A star like Bradley Bill, he's not worried about the loss of paycheck. You're not going to shake him. And if he's convinced that he doesn't want to be where he's at, you ultimately have to respect it because, like you said, you end up with the Kawhi Leonard route where he told you he wants to be in L.A. and he made his way to L.A. one yeah. way or another. And you're going to have to make that move because the worst thing that happens is you give away your young talent and you don't get anything returned and then your 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 guy is gone. You don't have the guy yeah. that you, you've invested in and then, you know, you've got Julius Randle and... <laughs> <laughs> and all these yeah. guys playing well. Uh, George Clarkson playing well somewhere uh, else. I mean, man. the big thing, uh, Ryan, that people don't want to get is some of these stars have to be willing to be hated, right? So, uh, you know, Paul George was hated when he said he wanted out of Indy, okay? Anthony Davis was hated and booed vociferously in New Orleans when he said he wanted out. Like, are you willing to put up with the short-term hate for the long-term gain? And the answer to smart people is yes, right? You know what's funny, Jason? I think that these stars need to take a good look at Chris Paul. And and, for, and, and you, you remember this just as well as I do. Somehow Chris Paul was able to demand out of New Orleans. That's right. And, and they just cheered for him. And it was like, Chris, they almost, Chris, you need to go, Chris. We love you. You know, like, yeah. but think about that. Chris Paul got away with it. And everything was, was fine. He was almost like, like I, I, we would go back to New Orleans with Chris, and they cheered for him like he still played for the team. Like, they loved him. There was Crazy. no tr- – so, so whatever, whatever Chris Paul did, these new stars need to call up Chris Paul and need to ask him, hey, man, how did you get away? But in all reality, Bradley Bill was putting up monster – I mean, 50 – back-to-back 50-point games and losses. Like, there's not much more Brad could have done so yeah. if if he wants out, I I would hope that Washington you know doesn't boom or anything. And you know Brad is a former teammate of mine. I was there in Washington with him. He's a low profile guy, man. He doesn't say yeah. much. He just goes out and plays and does his job. All right, Ryan Hollins, thank you. Great stuff. We got some breaking news. We got to go right now, but uh, enjoy the game this uh, weekend, Ryan. Thank you. All right, brother. All right, Isaac Lowenkron, you got some breaking NBA news for us. Breaking news. 
Bruce from Fox Sports. Adrian Wojnarowski has just reported that the Orlando Magic and head coach Steve Clifford have mutually agreed to part ways. The Magic made the playoffs in Clifford's first two seasons, but this season went 21 and 51. So Orlando Magic head coach Steve Clifford is out, Jason. All right, thank you, Isaac. Uh, coming back after this, we will wrap up the show. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Good stuff from Ryan Hollins. Uh, I don't really have much to add on the Steve Clifford firing. Listen, they dumped Vucicic, Fournier, and Aaron Gordon. It's pretty clear a rebuild is in full effect. Uh, they got some young, nice young players, but they're going to be uh, like a 15-21 team the next couple of years. Um, it's so funny, this USA-Honduras game that they're showing, it's two days old. I didn't even notice that. By the way, USA-Mexico in soccer, in soccer Sunday. Quick shout-out. Your boy is playing in a dad's soccer tournament this weekend. And I'm excited. Uh, you guys, oh. <laughs> so you guys, <laughs> I was saying, quick. Um, <laughs> I played in the tournament in 2019. We did win the title. I had four goals in five games. Um, I wasn't the leading scorer for our team, though. We have a striker who's incredible. Um and um, I think we're slightly favored to win again, but I, for, I'm oddly nervous. Um, I did play some pickup soccer this week. Very excited for it. Um, I had a little calf tightening. And I'm telling you, this is going to make me sound old. But I did. I tried to overdo it. You know, I still think I'm young and I can do whatever the hell I want. I play basketball Wednesday, take a shower, eat dinner, and then I go play soccer. So the calf tightens up. I'm like, I'm going to check out early. I think I overdid it. I'm taking off my clothes to... Uh, you know, hang up in the laundry room and I spray them with Febreze because I don't like smelly clothes. I'm a, I'm a weirdo, whatever. I bend over and, oh my gosh, I pulled a muscle like in my ab area and I could not get upright. I had to call the wife from the bedroom. I'm like, aim. Oh my gosh, I can't move. I was like frozen because of this ab muscle. T- and I've never felt pain like that. I'm like, bring the um, bring the ray gun which is like the mini ray gun. Yes, I got one of those. Um, And I just had to like apply it. And and like three minutes later, I was feeling a little better. But man, like you got to maximize your youth playing sports because like once you get old like me into your 40s, it's a little more difficult. Um, So anyways, very excited about that. Kids sports, soccer soccer ends this weekend. Um, My son's team. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Oh, forgot this. My son's team is undefeated. Under 10 soccer. Uh, and they we played the second or third best team. And they had some good players. And it was a war. They take a one nothing lead. And the referee starts losing control instantly. Because, like, we're skilled. And they were a physical team. And the ref just, you know, it was a young kid. He's like 15 or something. He didn't really call it. And our coach and our assistant coach were like, what are you doing? That's a foul. And it, they had, like, an assistant ref sitting to ref the next game who's like a 60-year-old guy. And he was, like, angry that we were complaining. We end up tying the game. Then we get fat. We score, but they called, like, a handball in the box before, so we get a penalty kick with, like, three minutes left. Our best player steps up to take it. But they had the ball way back in the box. And we're like, that's not – they're like, well, we didn't mark it. So they take, like, three minutes to argue about where the penalty kick should be. So then they step it out, you know, 10 feet – and our star hits the crossbar. I felt so bad for him. It, he's like such a nice kid. He's an amazing player. Um, and, you know, that long time that the moron uh, assistant ref took to to measure it out 
Um, obviously pl- messed us up. Anyway, it ended up 1-1 tie. We're trying to get a rematch with them this week at some point because the game was good. They have some good players. Um, but our team, I mean, we're stacked. We It was just awesome. Anyways, uh, NBA playoffs, enjoy them. I, I'm rooting heavily for the Mavs. By the way, I saw Tenant, Iowa Sam. Tenant. I, it took me three days. I've got to rewatch it because I'm old. Everybody have a great, safe time. The podcast will be up soon. Have a great weekend, boys and girls. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.